You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Warrior Auburn fans, welcome to No Warrior Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Ben King. We just beat Bama. Ben, how you feeling? We beat Bama. We beat Bama. We beat Bama. <laughs> oh yeah. I think we're 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 feeling pretty good, right? Oh man, I uh so 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 good. And the funniest thing, so after the game I was in my jersey and I I had a little button that had beat Bama and I put we beat Bama and put a smiley face at the bottom of it. It was amazing. And <laughs> go check it out on I, wasn't that your ca- Captain Plainsman account on Twitter? Yes. Yeah. Yes it was. Go check it and out over there. I wore that button to work all week last week because I work like catty corner to a Bama guy, and I'm wearing it again on Monday. I'm Absolutely. breaking out the orange pants and the, the blue shirt. <laughs> it should be good. Perfect. I'm going to be the most obnoxious Barner that uh, you've ever seen in the store support center at Home Depot. Perfect. So, <laughs> it'll be good. Uh, but I was wearing that as we were like uh, driving back, and I stopped in Chick-fil-A because like, Alabama scored or something, and everyone got free chicken sandwiches from Chick-fil-A, so that's weird. But <laughs> we took advantage of it anyway, and everyone was like, oh, man, yeah, great game, yeah. And then today, I was going around doing errands and stuff, wearing an Auburn sweatshirt like I do every single weekend. Yep. Everyone stopped me, man. <laughs> that's just the that's the power of the Iron Bowl. That's amazing. Yeah, and today I was actually wearing uh, – I'm wearing my – one second shirt because I mean, <laughs> that's so this perfect. Is the perfect time to wear it. Oh my gosh. Uh, because of, you know, what happened, uh, the so, second second. Yeah. The second second as people are sometimes just calling it. Um, but I just thought it was a perfect shirt. So I'm wearing it around today. Um, but I guess you want to talk about the, like, what do you do? You, I haven't heard any official names or anything like that for this game, but I've heard a few of them thrown around. Um, do you have like a favorite of what this game should be called? Because I feel like, you know, we've got punt, bam, punt, bow over the top, six in a row, the cam back, the kick six, you know, those are the, the ones people remember being so big. Yeah. Do you think this one gets a name? And if so, what do you think it is? I definitely think it should get a name. Uh, there's been some great ones thrown around, you know, the pick sixes, Yep. the doink, uh, the 12th man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, because it has double favorite, meanings to it, which I think is pretty. It does, good. yeah. Yeah, twelfth man being you know yeah. one a pun versus uh, yeah. Texas A and M, where they think they have the best fans, but you know clearly since they lost in Jordan Hare last time, and they they felt the brunt of our fan base. So. And and A and M couldn't beat Bama this year, so you know there's that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then the twelfth man on the field because. Uh, you know, Sigma got out coached, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, however, 
all of those I feel like pale in comparison to the funniest by far that I think. And that's because of Nick Saban's press conference. I'm not sure if you're able to watch it. I watched the thing in its entirety because my favorite parts of this game was uh, Nick Saban's anger tantrum at the one second where, you know, he kicked that nice long field goal to end the half and then him throwing stuff left and right and everything. It was, I, I just want a sideline cam when we play Alabama just to watch Nick Saban pitch fits. It's hilarious. But in the press conference, he said that the last play was unfair because, you know, they substituted their special teams on and then they realized, like, oh, man, we shouldn't have done that. And they pulled them off and they started to substitute their defense back on, but they didn't get, they, they couldn't get Wallace's attention. And, you know, he was down there. And, and so it was unfair. And so. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like a three year old. Like a like, terrible excuse. <laughs> well, that too. But. Him beginning angry about that sounds like a three-year-old being like, life's unfair. Stop. (laughs) He does this every single time he gets beat. It's either, you know, the hurry up, no huddle shouldn't be allowed and all these different things. It seems like every single time he gets mad about things and then he adopts them into his own program. So guarantee watch that type play where the punter comes in as a uh, wide receiver to move into another formation. Yeah. later on by Saban and company. But the unfair in Jordan Hare, I think, is the funniest name for this just because the way it ended. Well, and I then, mean, then it's back also... Back and forth, the teams fought. But... <laughs> well, then it's also... I, I don't know if you said this on here, but you definitely said it offline, and I, I thought it was a really good point. Every time somebody calls it the unfair in Jordan Hare, not only does it rhyme, but it reminds Saban of how unfair, in quotations, it was. And just keep reminding him of his bad coaching <laughs> his mistakes. stupid words. Yeah, his coaching mistakes in this game. Like, I think that would be great. I don't know. I, I think that's a good one. Another one is obviously the 12th man. It's kind of the one that I'm shooting for, but, you know, the unfair in Jordan Hare also works very well, too. The second second. That's a good one. Saw that one around a good bit. Yep. Um, so, I mean, there's plenty of them, and everybody has their own favorite at this point um i even have a poll going out and it, it's pretty much just like there isn't a definitive winner right now it's just everybody has their favorites um but <laughs> i think it's pretty great um but I, I think this is a big game obviously for auburn because going into it we we had a feeling you and i did we'd have to blow them out of the water but you know we we duked it out with them i think one of the the best analogies that i heard and he, I forget which player it was for Auburn, but he said it was like a, a boxing match. And, you know, you get cornered in, in, and you can't find a way out. And you just, you know, squeeze out of there. And then you just keep fighting back. And I felt like that game was a boxing match. Every single time it, it seemed like we were in the corner, you know, Bam would go up by seven points or something. Auburn just keep fighting back. There was no, um, oh, we're just going to give up and, you know, let – Bama do their thing. They're they're going to score their you know fifty points or whatever. No, no, our team was very determined, uh, not only on defense but offense to really put Bama back and, and put them back in and where we can beat them. And I, I thought we did a great job with that. Absolutely, it it definitely felt that way. And you know, it was weird because one thing that was wild about this offense is the fight that we had. I loved it. 
and not punches you know, thrown, obviously. No, 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 no. Yeah. Not, not not like Pickens from Georgia. <laughs> no, or Tennessee stepping on the guy's face. No, we'll get to that later. Uh, clear for the most part. There was a little bit of pushing and shoving, but the fight that the offense had, like you could tell. Booby was on fire for this yeah. game. Seth Williams was on fire for this game. Bo Nix played out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like Gus let them play, you know? Which was weird because a lot of the the games previous, especially the losses and Ole Miss, we were like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, there were still some things in this game that when we get to it, I, I don't understand the strategy and mm-hmm. it didn't make any sense. But for the most part, you know, gloves were off and... We just let the guys play. Yep. And there was a an aggressive attack that we had that was unlike we've seen in a full game all season long, and I loved it. Yeah, I think so too. And one thing you and I in our preview were, were talking about was we we wanted it to be a little bit more up tempo, and I think it might have been a little bit, but it wasn't like you know foot on their throat every single play. But when we needed to, we kept it going. And uh, I think the, those were key times to just keep our offense chugging. Um, and, and I think those those were very important. But at the same time, the defense, I mean, where has this been? Uh, I mean, obviously they scored 45, Alabama scored 45 on us. But for the defense to have so, so many turnovers that turned in directly into points, which I'm talking about the two pick sixes, yep. those – I don't know. I, I, I've been waiting for it, hoping for those kind of things. And I, I'm impressed. I, I was not expecting that kind of uh, – those kinds of touchdowns out of Auburn in an Iron Bowl. Uh, but yeah, that was that's, – That's the pressure that we got on Mac and got into his head just enough. We weren't uh, – like I had I'd hoped, like get him into the Jeremy Johnson state of mind. He, he didn't get there, but – there was one pass where it was, you know, directly to our 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 defender, and it was great. He just ran it straight in for Smoke Monday's uh, pick six. So, it's, to some extent, it worked a little bit, and uh, that's what I was really impressed with. No, for sure, that was a huge difference maker. Uh, getting in his head was big, and you know, either Marlon Davidson running up and coming after him, making him throw it to the running back before he even turned around and taking it 100 yards back, or the Smoke Monday pick so six. Great. You know, we went from near last in the league in scoring defense to number four overnight because of this. So that that's just impressive right there. And, you know, defense, we've had the possibilities to put points on the board, but it just hadn't really come together. Yeah. Look, defense has played lights out every single game, and they – they were on the field way more. Like time of possession to Alabama was like double hours. Yeah, well, so, it wasn't that much, but it was pretty close. I think there at was one a point it was ten minute. I didn't look at the final. Yeah, there you go. That's still ten minutes of extra time where our defense is on. Where uh, that's just a lot. Yep, that's still uh, that's a lot more time for your defense to be on the field, having to cover the fast, insanely fast wide receivers of Alabama, and then they're running back. It uh, you know, I know it was a high-scoring game, but the defense, even without being able to contain Alabama to less than, you know, forty-five points, they still had those two scores, and I think that evened it out. Yeah, I think so as well. And then you're, you you kind of throw in even our special teams. Uh, you had Tut 
even though he did have one fumble, thankfully went out of bounds. But mm-hmm. you, he put us in a really good situation. Um, one of the times he had a 30-plus yard big return. return. And that set us up for the next couple plays, scoring a touchdown. Uh, and that, that was really big, um, not only for uh, for us just as a team, but I felt like as a mojo kind of thing. All right, like we, we can duke it out with Bama um, and, and believe that we can win this thing. Um, because, I mean, I think there was a great quote of, other teams just hope that they can beat Bama, and Auburn believes that they can beat Bama. <laughs> that and, was great by Gus. Yeah. I love that you said that. It, well, it's true. Uh, Auburn believes to. it. Yep. And, and We have. He's the winningest coach against Nick Saban at Alabama. Yeah. And, I mean, if you look at some of the numbers, um, so right now Saban is 0-8 against Auburn's teams, uh, finishing a season with nine or nine wins or more. You're probably going to hear that around, but still hasn't beaten an Auburn team with nine wins or more. Uh, another interesting fact, the wins of Auburn, specifically Gus Malzahn against Saban, right now it's three, all other active SEC head coaches, all of them combined, you know, all the other ones, one, one total. That's it. That was just Coach O. That's him. There's no other coach out there. Um, here's another crazy stat for you. Uh, Auburn scored 48, as you well know. Uh, this is the most given up by a Nick Saban coach team since he was at Michigan State in 1999. <laughs> 1999. It's a long time to go back and Auburn putting up that many points against the Nick Saban team. I understand their linebacks were hurt, whatever. We had hurt players as well. We were able to put up that many points. Offense, defense, doesn't matter. We put up points against them, and I think that's awesome. Uh, and, and one of the things I think just makes me happy, you know, just talking about Saban, is anytime I feel like Gus gets in Saban's head and makes Saban either overthink or just not even know what Gus is doing. And this was a prime example of that at the end of the half and the end of the game where Gus obviously had a plan. Saban had no idea what he was doing. And, and Gus was thinking, we can put a second on the clock. We can, you know, if they review this, we can get a snap off. And Gus pushed it, got it, and Saban was just a little angry elf. And yep. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Same thing at the end of the game. That punt, that it, we were about to punt it, and Aaron's out at wide receiver. Saban didn't know what the heck he was going to do. The players didn't know what they were going to do. That is coaching. <laughs> that is coaching. You need, like, that That was just prime time. I am so glad those those two, you know, Gus out coaching Saban in that in those few moments was just beautiful. It was, and you know, now if you look at this century, Auburn is eleven of nineteen against Alabama, and so this is a true rivalry. Yes, you know, this isn't like uh, Ohio State and Michigan where Ohio State wins every game. Mm-hmm. This isn't like Clemson, South Carolina. This isn't like Georgia, Georgia Tech. Even though, you know, same state, but nothing like it, man. Yeah. It's just fantastic. There's really nothing like it. And, and it's hard to put in words how how impactful it is. Uh, I mean, you and I have lived there. Most of our listeners are either living there or have lived there in the past. And you just get a sense of pride that comes with that. Um, and I think that that pride goes a long way. Um, especially when your team does well like this, it's so much fun. Um, and it's just, I don't know, 
there's some some fun nature of it like hey my team won next for the you know next year i our team owns the state that kind of thing (laughs) but when your team outsmarts one of the smartest if not the smartest you know head coach in the modern era of football you're you're looking at i don't know it's it's really amazing yep hats off to gus he did it again i know um one thing that also I thought was really cool. So, you know, we rushed the field and you know, the, the recruits there, you know, they're right behind the, the end zone, uh, right near the student section. And you have to be thinking those recruits are having a fun time. Uh, oh man. Like that is a perfect time for them to come. And, and I was talking to one of our, like the recruiters that I know, and she was telling me that Auburn had a lot of big names, a lot of big names this week for not only football, for basketball as well, and the other sports that we recruit for. So you're talking about some really key people that either were already committed or, you know, still looking around. And you have to think, if the players aren't already committed, if they're not already committed to Auburn, you have to think they're they're really thinking about it now, just with how fun they probably saw, especially if you're a football player, beating Bama, and Auburn can do it. There's few teams in college football that can beat Bama, and Auburn's one of them. And just the environment there. Like, to see it on TV, it was intense. Yeah. But I'm sure to be there in the thick of it, right there next to the student section, and, you know, rushing the field after the victory and everyone being there, like, it either solidified the committed or was probably very uh, impactful on those still trying to make a decision. Well, exactly. And and that's, I mean, that's what you want. Um, And I think that was a very successful um, recruiting trip for people. Um, So, you know, that's pretty cool. And I'm sure uh, we're going to talk, they're going to talk about that in the boom tracker episode that'll be coming up uh, in the near future. So um, be listening out for that one from the E2C network. Uh, Let's also talk about, uh, I think I just kind of wanted to break down some very key points in this game. Um, and I think some key points were definitely right before half. Um, and one of the craziest things, if I, my numbers were right, I think within the last five minutes and 36 seconds of half, 38 points were scored. That is a crap ton of points to be scored in such a short amount of time. Uh, I think there was also like within like 50 something or 60 something seconds, 17 of those points were scored. So you're looking at bang, 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 lots of points being scored. Um, But I wanted to walk through this and Ben, I'm going to like go through the timeline of what happened Um, earlier today. I went through and just rewatched it just to like dissect what was going on. Cause that was just chaotic. It was fun, stressful at the same time, but it was nuts. As I go through this, just you know, give me your commentary on uh, what you remember from it. So, uh, about five minutes and thirty seconds, uh, Auburn gets a pick six. That was the the one that we ran directly in the end zone. It was awesome. All right, whew, this is awesome. Let's do this thing. We're we're duking it out with Bama. Yep. The very I felt the momentum swing. I was like, all right, this is great. And then yeah, and then literally the next play, which is the kickoff, uh, Waddle returns it for a touchdown. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, crap! Now it's back seventeen, seventeen. Here we go. Um, also noted that Matthew Hill. I don't know if you you, you remember this, but he dove and he face dove. planted, uh, trying to tackle Waddle. And I, I appreciate he the laid effort. out for it, man. Like 
He I could full on Superman. I could have seen any other player just kind of like, oh, I can't get to him and not really a dive. And he he went for it, and I appreciate that, even though he didn't get I the mean, tackle. With the half step back, I I probably wouldn't have laid out like that. Mm-hmm. That for was sure. so much effort. And and I think from that point, I think Ben, you and I were thinking, wow, Waddle's got more speed than I thought he did. And, he is probably <sighs> one of the best special teams players in the NCAA. You're, he has to be. I mean, it's just you were talking him up in the preview, and honestly, I hadn't paid attention to this guy. I just knew he was good. But holy cow! <laughs> yeah. Like his his top player. speed is insane, and and we've seen top speed of Anthony Schwartz when he's going, mm-hmm. he makes guys look like they're moving in slower motion than him. And there are multiple times where I thought, okay, we got you know even on that one, we got him cornered or something, and he just turned on the Jets. I was thinking, really, really, it's really frustrating. Well, you put him up against any of our DBs and just have him run across the field, and he's going to create separation I know. on his own. Yeah. It happened multiple times. Yeah. Um, so let's keep going down this progression of right before half. Uh, Booby, uh, a couple plays later, Auburn gets the ball back, and a couple plays later, Booby fumbles it, Bama recovers it. And then I'm thinking, seriously, like right before half, of course. Um, and it was a good run by Booby. Um, mm-hmm. And then Bama. Just kind of popped out. Yeah, and then Bama takes it for a 35-yard reception to Waddle, and you're thinking, oh, seriously, like, of course, of course, this is about to be a touchdown. Um, they down it, I think, the three-yard line, and uh, a few plays later, uh, Mac Jones makes a pretty good pass, even under a little bit of duress, into the back of the end zone to, to Ruggs, and I was thinking, all right, here we go. Auburn's going to be down, um, going into half by a lot. <laughs> Let's let's you know keep our heads on, not get too stressed out, and uh, then the very next thing that happened. Well, also on that play, um, Derek Brown. Ben, walk me through what Derek Brown did on that play of Mac Jones throwing to to Rugs. Oh man! So he goes out to the left, spins around the guy that's trying to block him, goes between the two tackles. And just plows so little little Mac in the ground. <laughs> yeah, and Mac's not a small guy, but like he made him look small because of it just Derek Brown laying into him. Uh, that was beautiful. Um, and Derek then, Brown had a highlight reel in this game. Yeah, in this game alone. I hope, and by the time this episode comes out, it, it it'll probably be announced who's the defensive lineman of the week, but. You got to be thinking right now, Derek Brown, with how many double teams he got. And, I don't know how you don't give it to him, and yet still making a huge impact on this game. Yeah, I I just don't see how you do it, like how you don't get of him that. But anyways, uh, let's continue on. So you know, this is this is still happening in those you know five minutes and thirty seconds or so, right before half, and Auburn gets uh gets the kickoff from Bama after Bama just scores. And I'm thinking, all right, here we go. We got to score here, guys. We got to do it. Um, and from that point on, Auburn had a really awesome drive down the field. Seth Williams, that was the huge, was that thirty something yard catch? Where, mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's see, it was him. Yeah, the thirty seven yarder. And you're thinking, yeah, he had the one handed, you know, initially, and then pulls it in his body. Both hands controls it going down, and. Uh, just kept the momentum kind of all right momentum's at bama we're swinging it back slowly 
and then Will Hastings comes up with a great catch and I think the next player to play after. Yeah, and uh, I thought Bo was just throwing it out of bounds me there. too. And yet he just kind of like chunked it where he knew Will Hastings was going to go. And Will Hastings went there and uh, it went fantastic out anticipation. Um, well, even there was another play, uh, not even at this, uh, not even in these five minutes that uh, Bo was getting pressured, pressure in his face. And he just chunked it like sky high to a point in the end zone where he knew Seth Williams was going to get. And he just overthrew it by just a little bit. But I was thinking he was about to get sacked for, you know, loss of like six, seven yards. And he was like, oh, crap, throw it up. And it, it almost worked. So, yep. you know, those are just gut instinct reactions that I, I'm very impressed with with Bo Nix. It's a lot of practice. Yeah. Um, and then back to this, you know, this long 75-yard drive of Auburn that ended in a touchdown. So this was, you know, I'm thinking, all right, so what are we going to do here? We got a score. It's about a minute left. And we throw it to Sal Canella in the corner of the end zone. And he gets his toes down. It was like a punk pump fake. And then Sal goes to the end zone, uses his long body, catches it, keeps his toes inbound. And we got our one catch from Sal Canella. So glad he, yep. he used it efficiently and effectively. <laughs> First touchdown from Sal since the Washington game of last year. Nuts. But uh, on senior day, I, I loved it for him. Yeah, good for him because I mean he's he's kind of he's put in his work and I'm glad to see him get a, rewarded because I mean we we've given him a not not the best of everything. I mean he's he's been a good player just because of his uh, blocking, but there's so many times throughout the season where he just dropped passes, but. Hey, in in this game when we needed him, he came through. And I'm very proud of him for doing that. Definitely so. So you're looking at you know at about a minute left, and I'm like, That's so much time, so much time on the clock right now. Um, Bama got the ball back, and a couple of plays later, Waddle scores on a long touchdown pass. I'm like, have we not learned our lesson with Waddle yet? <laughs> like, yep. put a man on him, and then have safety help. We gotta not have single cover frustrating man just too fast he's he's fast i give him that um and then there was even uh i think he got uh derrick brown again got a good lick on mac jones for that one so you're talking about the two touchdown passes that mac jones had that were pretty big and impactful in these five minutes derrick brown laid mac on his butt and it was awesome (laughs) (laughs) um so this play is probably they're not going to get recognized but i i always love putting a lick on a quarterback um, and then let's talk through the last 30 seconds, the last 33 or so seconds, because that, that was very interesting. Um, and Auburn played its cards just right for that. So Auburn gets the ball back 33 seconds to go and, uh, stove gets the first down around midfield. So I'm thinking, all right, we can do this. We, we can at least get a field goal or something here. And, uh, then a couple of plays later, Booby gets a screen pass, um, great, great design of a play because he had some open field to run, and uh, Booby probably should have slid down a little bit earlier. But you know, that's what happened, and uh, he he just kept going. He got stopped by Bama. You know, clock ticked to zero, and we're thinking, all right, like what? What were you thinking at that moment, Ben? Were you were you thinking we should give it that extra second? Well, first I was yelling, "Go down, go down!" Yep. And forward progress was stopped with two seconds left. And then Bibby went down with one second left. And then they let it tick off. And I was like, there's no way 
that they are going to not let us get this next play because there was a first down, so they had yeah. to move the chains. Yeah. And that was the saving grace there. Otherwise, the clock would have run out. Mm-hmm. But because it was a first down, forward progress was stopped and the player went down, then they should have stopped it momentarily to move the chains, which would have given us time to get our field goal unit in to kick the field goal. Yeah, and they were ready, honestly. They yeah, were ready they were right for it there. already. And Gus was saying, no, 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 we need to put a second back on the clock. Mm-hmm. And then he was saying, no, we need two seconds back on the clock when the forward progress was stopped and Booby was being pushed back. Because mm-hmm. that's technically what it should have been. But they put the one second back on and... Uh, <laughs> and because of the video or it, well, Alabama side, yeah, Saban came back out and pitched a little bit. I mean, but go ahead and tell us what happened after that. So I mean, at that point, you know, goes up to Birmingham. I'm thinking, ah, Birmingham probably isn't going to give it to us. Uh, whatever, we're just going to go into half. And it kind of shocked me. They they saw Booby's elbow went down and thinking, all right, we can do this. But then I'm I'm also in the back of my mind thinking. Right, so the typically when that happens, you know, you got your your ref that you know sits over the center until everybody's set, and then you know they run the clock. And at that point, I'm thinking, well, the ref isn't gonna be over him, I guess, or like move back. And so they set it up for us and said, all right, when we blow the whistle, you're gonna have one second to snap back to your holder, and then honors make a long field goal. And I'm thinking, yep. all right. If we can, if it plays out like that, I think we have a good shot. And Anders, man, we haven't even talked about him, but he put all of those missed field goals of, of pass behind him. Yep. And this was a perfect example of that. You know, not even thinking, just kick it straight through the goalpost, not worrying about the other chaos of saving being pissed or whatever. He's going to nail that field goal. Um, and it was beautiful. It was just well, so beautiful. I mean, even on the first, I think it was the first touchdown, Mm -hmm. uh, much like what I was saying to happen last week, where I just wanted the offensive line to, you know, have a false start so they'd push him back. They did it for him right there. Yeah. (laughs) And he had to kick a a long PAT to start off. Yeah. And that just, you know, started a, a really field goal frenzy for him. Yeah. He hit every single one he attempted. Yeah. And even the one that got called back for a 54-yarder, you know, a few seconds later, he nails a 40-plus yarder. Yep. So, you're really, honestly, I know it's not going to go on the stat sheet, but he was 5 for 5, and all of them were over 40 yards. That's insane. Insane. Like, you ask even an NFL kicker to do that, and a lot of them are going to miss at least one of those. So, that was just, you know, ice in Anders' veins, and – I noticed that Daniel Carlson was tweeting during the game and Hey, that's my brother, <laughs> you know, proud yep. brother moments. That was great. So pretty cool about that. Um, but yeah, I mean that ended the half and I was, I thought that was a crucial point in this game of just those punches being thrown back and forth. And this was Auburn saying, we're not done fighting. We're not going to half without a little bit of a fight left in us. Um, and we got that last kick in and it went through um, and thinking, all right, we're still in this thing. Um, and we ended up at that point uh, only being down by like four points. So you're thinking, all right, we're, we're duking it out with them. Not in the fashion. I mean, Ben, you and I, we were thinking, you know, the lower 20 to 30 point range for the game. And at halftime, yeah. it was 27 to 31. We're, I don't know. I, I was blown away at 
how high of a scoring game it was. But when you talk about rivalries, I feel like there's always things that you just don't expect to happen, and they do happen. And this was definitely a game like that, that just things that, you know, throughout the season, Auburn had only given up 24 points on defense, and we gave up 45 uh, this game, and yet we still won. Our, yeah. Like, our team, you know, offense and defense, put up 48 points and special teams too. So, like, that's incredible um, to put it all together in one game. Um, so, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, all right. Before we jump into, like, the X's and O's, so we'll do that in just a little bit, I wanted to do a little fun thing because I, I kept seeing Bama fans, uh, you know, making comments either to people over social media and I wanted to address some of those and how our fans, you know, you as a listener, as an Auburn fan, should respond to some of these. So just be prepared. You're going to have the, if you haven't already had them, you got to be ready to have the good, the good comebacks. So Ben, do you want to play this through with me? Um, okay. And you read off the Bama fans. So I've got a few different scenarios um, and let's read through them. And then I'll, I'll give you the response that an Auburn fan should. So act like a Bama fan. And your best Bama right. fan. <clears throat> Let me accent. get into character. All right. All right. <clears throat> oh, wait, that's LSU. <clears throat> Hold on. Anyhow, <clears throat> that's Texas A&M. Hold on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I got to act like I don't have any teeth. Here okay. we go. I'm, All right, I'm ready go. for you. I'm ready for you. All right. So give me, the, like, a first comment. Let's start out with the one about luck. Okay, uh... Uh, let, let me get over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bama yeah. fans. So. Bama fans, man, you being slow over there. It's uh, it's uh, you know, I didn't really go to school. I didn't go to the university for sure. I mean, I just you know bought the t-shirt <laughs> from Walmart. So I uh, don't really read that well, but I'm gonna yeah. get over there. Um, <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Your team won by luck. Luck in football, if you know, isn't just luck. You know ball lands in your lap it's where preparation meets opportunity so you got prepared you're prepared and now we have the opportunity to seize that opportunity and that's where that's that's luck in football for you you used words with multiple syllables i don't know what you're saying (laughs) but we didn't have Tua. that's true and because of that you had two of many players on the field Mm. Mm mm-hmm that make you mad now Mm, i'm gonna go I'm going to go and put some poison on your trees. <laughs> all right. All right. Calm the rest down, are biased. That, uh, yeah. Uh, you could say that. Bias towards Bama, but, you know. Nope. Yeah. Hmm? Hmm? You don't think nope. so? Well, Bama had 13 penalties, and, and, and a lot of those were just simple, you know, counting. Counting number of players. Simple things that anybody can do. Even a five-year-old can count to 12. And yet, y'all couldn't figure that out. So, I'm going to leave it at that. I only have 10 fingers, so <laughs> that math doesn't add up. All right. Count on your toes, I guess. I mean, but but here's the thing. Why did Auburn fans even rush the field? Because we love Auburn and we beat Bama. Is that not enough? No, we don't We don't rush the field. We're, we're Alabama. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I did actually hear that responsive. <laughs> it, it, no, we're we're Bama. We don't rush the field. We we not even for national championships. I'm like, y'all just aren't having fun. Jordan Hare, Pat Dye Field was a party, party scene 
on Pat Dyfield. Y'all are missing out, Bama fans. That's all I got to say. <laughs> the last me... one that, that I've heard so much. Yes. Well, you know, this game didn't even matter anyways. Well, I mean, I think it did matter because it kept Bama out of the playoffs for one. And Auburn could potentially, right now we're a nine-win season, and we have a potential for a 10-win season. If you're telling me that doesn't matter, then I, I, whatever. But every year, honestly, and I've said this before, every year matters because of bragging rights. The the brother versus brother sometimes, cousin versus cousin, you know, uncle versus nephew. You know Those rivalries, even inside of a family of one's an Alabama fan, one's an Auburn fan, all the Auburn fans this year, for 365 days, you were you know minus from whenever you're listening to this, are gonna be able to brag about being Bama, and I think that's that's just a great thing. <laughs> I think my favorite one here, though, that you have is uh, really a generic response. So, uh, yeah, any bad comment I say about the game? Yep, and you can just simply you know any comment a Bama fan says, "We're state champs." Bye, and leave. <laughs> I mean, a little I think, Bo Nix thing there. Oh, I love man. it. And then, oh, Bo Nix, he knows state championships. Three in a row in the state of Alabama right now. So That's right. If I'm Alabama, I'm worried about this Bo Nix guy. He knows how to win state championships over in Bama. Uh, so I just thought that was kind of fun because you're, you're going to have responses like that happening all the time, especially if you're like Ben and you know, you're wearing your buttons or you're wearing your Auburn paraphernalia for the next few few days and weeks. So that'll happen if you encounter Bama fans. Um, but, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into some of the like X's and O's of, of this game a little bit. Um, we talked about the high level, what happened, the key moments in the game. Um, but let's talk about even a guy like Bo Nix. You, you look down on paper, he was 15 of 30, 173 yards and a touchdown. He had some rushing guards in there, thrown in there. But you're looking, okay, he didn't do that great. He's only completing 50% of his passes. All right, what made him so great? Ben, why do you, why do you think Bo succeeded so well in this game? I mean, he he did what he had to do and he protected the ball. It's true. And he made smart decisions. There are multiple points where I could have easily seen, you know, he's got a 250-pound linebacker running out of his face and he could have easily just, I don't know, he could have fumbled it there, he could have uh, done something dumb, and yet he made the smart he did the smart thing. Um and you're saying that out of a guy who's now 12 games into the SEC uh, or into like an SEC schedule where he he's he's got that that mental strength to just know what to do and when to do it. So I think that was pretty cool. Um, something else I noticed from Bo, I mean, where's this been? We, we run him every once in a while, but like we finally turn him loose. And I'm glad we did. It was just. I wish we had done it a little bit sooner. Are are you in the same field as me about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Gus uh, before this game said, "Oh yeah, well we're gonna let Bo run this time." But here's the thing: Auburn's offense does not work as well when you don't have a dual threat quarterback. Yeah. And to hold Bo back, I mean, look, I understand the fact that you know we don't have a really solid backup, but to not let him play his full game, just is a detriment to the entire team and the entire offense and him as a player. It makes yeah. him it makes him uh, one-dimensional, which is not a good thing to have for any quarterback, especially one that runs our offense. 
Yeah. So one, it was great to be able to see him be mobile again. Yeah, and one that has been mobile in the past. Yep. Um, and it, I think his mobility paid off a lot, even if he wasn't running for yards down the field. It kept him, you know, a little away, you know, rolled away from the pressure that was coming from Alabama. And that's why he didn't get sacked. I mean, there are multiple points where I was thinking, oh, crap, they're, they're sending the six, seven men blitz coming in. He's going down. <laughs> He's going down. And he rolls out and throws the ball away, does something, um, even completes a couple of those. Um, yeah, it was just great. Um, and then you're also, but with Bo Nix, I think it's pretty neat, especially in uh, in times where we wanted to not give the ball back to Waddle as a punt returner. Uh, we even had Bo Nix do a pooch kick because, you know, we don't want to give the ball to Waddle and let him run uh, and do some special stuff that he, he's able to do. Um, anything else that you noticed about Bo this game uh, from – yeah, something maybe we haven't seen this 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 whole season. Uh I mean, he he put together his best game, right? Maybe yeah. not stats-wise, but as far as composure goes, as far as making the passes that needed to be made. Yeah. I think that's uh, key right there. He had big plays, he had big passes. The only thing that I saw that I didn't like from him is when he threw out to the flats, he threw low. Mm. And so we had a couple passes dropped because of that. Yeah, for sure. But besides the flats, I mean, everything was on point to his wide receiver, only where the wide receiver could get it. He went back shoulder a couple times. He led guys well, mm-hmm. uh, made the deep pass through the touchdown to um, Sal Canella, where it yep. was only he could get it. Just very, very well-placed balls, and he executed. And I think that's, you know, what Gus has been asking from him for most of the season, and Sometimes it was on him, and sometimes it was the play call and a combination of both. But in this game, you know, in at least half the time, Bo executed everything to perfection. And uh, <laughs> it's one of those yeah, 70% of the time it works every time. Yeah, but, right. Uh, he, uh, he, he did what he needed to do, right? Yeah. And he led the team, and his confidence was there. The composure was there. And, uh, you know, I loved after the game, the way he talks the talk. Mm-hmm. I uh, I just, the relationship between him and Gus, it's going to be really fun for the next few years. Yeah, and you can tell it. Even when they got into it a little bit, when there was some miscommunication between you know, what what play are we going to do, what formation, you know, that kind of thing, and Gus had to call timeouts. There yep. were even points where I was thinking, oh, man, like, I, all right, there, there's butting heads right now. And you got to think that that kind of stuff, you know, will work and build their relationship that much stronger so that, you know, in those certain situations, Gus knows what to expect out of Bo and Bo knows what to expect out of Gus. So they're working together um, to you know make this offense click even more. Um, something else that I noticed was the two point conversion. Um, we needed that um, to go up. I think it we were down or we had, we had, we were up by one point so we were thinking all right well two points really isn't going to help us so let's go for a two point conversion uh so we went for it and got it and that was one i think we've run that play before where you get like a, a wide receiver just kind of sit in the soft spot of the zone and nix is rolling to the right and then as he's rolling to the right i'm thinking please don't you know throw it behind the guy like you've done before and he put it right at him. Uh, yep, right red basket. Chest. 
And I was thinking, yes, this this was awesome. Um, I honestly thought he would that. run right there. I, I he had the too. line. That would have been tough. Yeah, I think it would have been tough. And, uh, I mean, Bama's tackling on I, – I, I don't know. I, he made the right choice, for sure. But oh, he had that run option if he needed it. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?